Middle and high school cross-country athletes receive 20% off regular price shoes and spikes for the month of July and August, only at Three Rivers Running Company in Fort Wayne. Indiana Runner Podcast Season 6, Episode 7. Taylor Marshall and I go through girls' teams ranked 11 to 25, most of them likely state meet teams. Let's hit it. All right. Preseason is wrapping up. We're going to go through a bunch of likely state meet teams here. And in fact, uh, very likely as we look at these percentages, Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall, this is the Indiana Runners podcast. Taylor, we're going to go through girls teams ranked 11 to 25. And then our plan after this is to do two more podcasts, one for what we would call podium contenders and one for what we would call title contenders. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Getting we're getting, excited, last year, last year, we only did one podcast per gender. Now we're doing four per gender. There we go. Look, we're man, excited look, for the season. People, yeah, give me what they want. Let's give us more content. Pump it out here. It's summertime. We're fresh off moratorium as we are recording this podcast. So, yes, but it will not publish until July 23rd at night. So. Well, it's okay. Unless they, you're listening to they, it on the Patreon where you get early access to everything. Yeah. And by the time they're listening to this, then they don't care. They don't know. Sure. Uh, all right. Here we go. Number 25, Edgewood, ranked fifth in the modern day regional. Remember, the regionals have shifted around. There are now five instead of four semi-states. The, essentially, the second round was cut out. So we're going to have 25 sectionals, five regionals, and the southern uh, state qualifying meet has shifted from Brown County to uh being hosted by modern day high school in Evansville. Edgewood has a 75.6% chance to make the state meet. They've had a three year state meet absence, but they have made uh, the state meet, you know, somewhat recently. And yeah. Edgewood is essentially run by the crane family. And well, as one crane leaves another one, I guess she was a freshman last year, but another one is, is there waiting in the wings, as they say. Get it? Cranes, wings, come on. Nice. Solid, solid. Right on. Um, yeah, so obviously Crane is a great low stick. Uh, helps advance to the, the number five team. So, you know, having her score, you know, just uh, a handful of points, possibly even one, right? I mean, she's very talented. And uh, I, unfortunately, though, I, I think they'll do enough to get to the state meet, but won't make a big splash until maybe next year, right? So mm -hmm. there's still probably a 24 kind of team. But one that I believe – We'll probably make the state meet this year. So, and the numbers would would back up your feeling there, and your feelings are probably a little based on the numbers. Numbers high. Uh, seventh last year at the Brown County Semi State, so pretty close to making it. I mean, they were th were within ten or fifteen points, and they did that with four freshmen. Yeah. So, how they can develop that freshman class will be huge moving forward. Fun fact, I don't know if it's all of the Crane sisters, but I know that Annalisa Crane was Larry Williams' goddaughter. Oh, that is a fun fact. There you go. I should have saved that for the Patreon. Oh. Edgewood, yeah. Edgewood, not too far Bloomington. Makes sense, yeah. Yep. And actually, the one of the Edgewood coaches is a former Bloomington South assistant. Cool. That makes sense with all the schools. Edgewood is the, is the third high school in Monroe County. Yeah. Number 24, Lake Central. Lake Central ranked fourth in the New Prairie Regional. They have an 80.8% chance to make the state meet. They have made three of the last four state meets, including uh, last year, and all seven of 
LC's runners are back for uh, this fall. Yeah. Solid state meet team here, right? Predict they'll get there. Like you said, numbers back that up pretty well. Um, and they could be looking to send their seniors out with the highest finish they've had in their career. So you said they missed in 21, they made it in 20. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think they were maybe like 23rd or 24th and in 20. So they are, you know, should look to be, um, you know, flirting with that, you know, we're right inside the top 20, maybe 20th overall. So they'll be there and hopefully have their best finish in that four year time span for those girls. One of the girls was 25th at the semi-state. And then they had two other girls run one ran 514 and 1120. And another ran 524 and 1145. That's a really good front trio. And Lake Central is one of the 10 biggest schools in the state. We don't really get as much of a chance to see what they have at the middle school level because the Northwest Indiana schools just tend not to go to the middle school state meet type things, which all of the other quadrants of the state uh, tend to have representation there. Sure. This is our only team that we're talking about in this podcast that's not projected to go to the state meet. And that's number 23, Franklin. They're the sixth team in the Shelbyville regional, and they're given just a 22.7% chance to make the state meet. And as we get to who we as Indiana runner have ranked as our fourth and fifth best teams, I actually think 22.7% might be a little too high. Yeah, it's going to be tough to crack that top five. They've only had one qualification in the history of Franklin Community High School, and it was when the current seniors were freshmen. So I kind of like the poetry of bookending with two of them there, although uh, the teams ranked ahead of them. I'm definitely rooting for So, Yeah, it's you know what? They're sort of a victim of their own geography, right? They're they're a good team. But yes, I think they would say they're a victim of the map that the IHSA drew. Well, that's true. Um, but even in the old Shelbyville semi-state, that would be tough. But Correct. regardless, the, they've got a solid front runner. Right? Lauren Clem is very mm-hmm. good. Uh, a and, lot of range. I think she's made the state meet in the 400 and the 1600 in high school. That's really impressive. And, and been all state or borderline all state in cross country. Right, exactly. Um, and then they're really just missing one more piece to get to Terre Haute. The hard part, again, uh, like you said, the team that we project to be fifth in the Shelbyville sem, uh, regional, that is, uh, there's just a big gap between Franklin and that team. And it just mm-hmm. seems like they're going to need a lot of help to cover that. And we don't know. Franklin could be getting in some. We've done some research and looking around and haven't seen much for Franklin. Yeah. Franklin could be getting in some freshmen that would, would make a difference. Um, there is one athlete. Kathleen Lacey, who could be key for them. She did run as a freshman, didn't run any races her sophomore year. That could be injury, other availability issues, soccer. We 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 don't know. Uh, right. But she ran 523 this past spring. So if you factor her back in, and they still probably won away maybe from challenging, you know, the Hamilton County schools that are still in there. Certainly yeah. not Noblesville or HSC, but the other two. Yeah. We'll we'll see. Franklin, Franklin's a good, I did some student teaching there. Franklin's a good school. Number 22, Warsaw, the fifth ranked team in the New Haven regional. How long do you think it's going to take us to not want to say semi-state? One more uh, year? It's at, uh, the rest of this year, I'll probably say semi-state, but yes, at least, well, at least through 24. Now, 
as we get to some of these regionals, the fourth and fifth place team have below a 50% chance to make the state meet. All states come from, a, all stats come from a simulation from inccstats.com. Shout out. Warsaw at fifth in their regional has a 90.1% chance to make the state meet. Yeah. They're on a three-year state meet streak, and they have a pretty good chance to score four in every meet or almost every meet because Joey Restrelli, yeah, she might get beat by Addison Canablo, and I guess she scores two points instead of one, but we'll still call that scoring four. Sure. Well, um, the streak continues, right? Hard to argue with 90%. That's uh, probably a what, Colin? A lock. Pretty close to a lock. Uh, and you know, they've got obviously a, a strong star there with Pistrelli. Uh, her sister is, is pretty good as well. Good depth around there. So you got to feel pretty excited about the Warsaw Tigers. Another athlete that they had that wasn't in their top seven last year, but she ran 519 for 1600 and 1157 for 3200, especially that 519. We have to think she's probably going to be pretty competitive. Yeah. That'll probably help out Warsaw. That'll, so that'll score for him. It's top we'll five. Lock that one in. Click. Number 21, Brabuff. Brabuff is a very interesting team to me heading into this year. Uh, and we'll, we might on our second one, the the Patreon, we, we might have a little more, but again, we got to keep running through these teams because there's, there's 15 of them here. And we do want to talk about each one of them. Brabuff is number five in the Brownsburg Regional. INCC stats affords them a 60.3% chance to make the state meet. And Burbuff is currently on a three-year absence from the state meet. Now there yeah. had been, there was at least one year where they were a legitimate contender, if not the favorite going into the state meet. They've had some very good years. Uh, they've been on the podium once. That was in 2017 when it, when they were the favorite or among the favorites going in. Burbuff has six athletes back from last year, but they were not really even in the mix last year to get out of that regional very competitive regional. Now that's when the regional was the second of, of three rounds. Yeah. Uh, so they were knocked out by Garen and, and Chittard. Uh Lucy Wood, individual qualifier to the state meet uh, as a, as a freshman and Emily Garten, who's going into her junior year qualified uh, in the 3,200. So that's two potential front runners there for them. I, I think they're going to get, I think they're going to get, one or two freshmen that could make a difference. And I think that kind of hinges on that for Burbuff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that would help. Uh, uh, that's part of what I'd said is a uh, strong uh, recruits, right? We we know that both on the girls and boys side, uh, Burbuff has been able to pull in talented individuals. Um, you, you know, you also mentioned Emily Garden, uh, who had a, a solid, uh, sophomore year, but a, a really good freshman year. So if, mm -hmm. if we're returning to form from her freshman year of cross country, that's another added bonus for them. So, and, and the track season leads us to believe she could be doing that. Yeah. She certainly looked very good this spring. So um, I think that, that obviously that streak is snapped and Burbuff returns and um, see how they do at the state meet. Number 20, Corden Central. This is one of my teams. We all, kind of have our like random teams that we like and we don't really know why sometimes we have teams that we like and it's like well this guy is my friend or my you know former assistant coach or whatever this is just a random team for me that i like this is like it's like the greenfield central boys why do you like greenfield i don't know i just do Corden central made the state meet last year 
first time ever. And I, I feel like I, I feel like I called it. They did not send me a t-shirt, but I, I can send you my address. All seven back from that team last year, uh, 89.7% chance to make it. I think we neglected to mention Burbuff is the number five team in the Brownsburg regional top five advance Corden number four team in the modern day regional. And like I said, all seven back and they made the state meet last year for the yeah. first time in school history. And there is a, a good amount of uh, ability talent in their junior high program. I think they were in the top five. They may have been second uh, at the, no, I think Morgan Township was second. They were in the top five for small schools at the junior high or the middle, middle school state meet. I'm going to pull that up, actually. If you got any, let me know what you got on Corden as I pull that up. Yeah, uh, I think they're a pretty competitive group to make the state meet. Obviously, the numbers bear that out. A lot of seniors uh, in scoring for them. So take advantage of this final year. Uh, you mentioned the junior high programs coming up. So maybe the state meet streak continues for 24, but I certainly feel by 25, uh, they're right back there. Uh, just kind of depends on what happens with some of these other uh, matter day uh, teams that five, six, seven range, you know, can they hang on? So Cordon central fourth okay. at the small school uh, they were beaten. And third was our lady of Mount Carmel, which is a private school. Some of the kids go to Burbuff. Some of the kids go to uh, Garen and some of them go to Carmel. Yeah. Uh, don't know exactly where some, all of them are going. Uh, and Morgan Township was second. We'll talk about them in a little bit. And then Westview Junior High was the winner on the girls' side. How about that? Moving on. Number 19, Columbus North. It feels odd to hear Columbus North at 19th. Yeah. Unless it's like all time. Columbus North is our third team in the modern day regional. I think they are the fourth team on INCC stats. Uh, and this next statistic would, would bear that out. 83.4% chance to make the state meet. So Corridon Central was higher. Our committee of one likes Columbus North a little bit better. Also, yep. our committee of one was a former Columbus North assistant coach. Uh, they graduated. I have never seen this. I, I have done the top 50 for at least 10 years. Yeah. Probably longer. Maybe more like, maybe closer to 20 than 10. Uh, all seven of their runners that competed in the semi-state last year, all seven of them were seniors. So when it says returning runners on the the document for this it just says i've never typed this it says no returners all seven of them graduated that's why and yet they're still in the top 50 and they're even in the top 20 yeah and they may finish higher than that i think, um, they, I think they could yeah i, I don't mean, think I, I mean i don't think that this is a podium team by any means no but, but i think they're they could be in the top five in the region it, yeah um yeah so 15th 16th sure yeah historic powerhouse team right well coached um, a lot of tradition. This is a, a state meet team and a rebuilding year. I mean, that's kind of what I, I looked at. You got all seven graduate. You're sort of reloading, you're rebuilding, however you want to look at it. And uh, you're still making the state meet comfortably and could still be in the, you know, 15th or better at, at state, which 
you know, by Columbus North's very high standards may not be uh, all that's cracked up to be, but that's still, uh, you know, pretty good and, and see what happens the following year. So all six that ran at the semi-state, and that's typically what where we pull our, like, returning runners, times, place from. We usually do the, the last meet, um, except we don't do the state meet. So the last meet, if it's the regional, we'll pull the results from that for returning runners, but usually it's the semi-state. All seven from the semi-state, they did have one returner that ran in the state meet, and she actually scored for them. They have another runner that ran 517 and 1133 in the track season. Yeah. So there's two. There's two really good ones. And then uh, a third who's going into her junior year that ran cross country last year wasn't in their top seven or even all that close, but she ran like 216 over 800. Yeah. Now, how much are we stretching someone to go from 800 to 5,000 meters on the grass? But I mean, it could happen. Do we think Sluter can figure it out? Yes. I think and he I, might be able to. And I, I think we could look at a couple other girls that we know who can run that fast in the 800 and be very competitive in the 5,000. I mean, yeah. you're, we talked about this before. You're a distance runner. You can, you know. Right, right. Sometimes it converts better than we think it may. And it also could be, if it's, you know, it could be a 216 runner that goes to Carmel or Noblesville. And she may not make the top seven, but she'll be, she'd still be decently competitive. Yeah. And if you're not going to make the top seven, maybe you're not all that into it. But if you're one of your seven best and you can run 216, she'll be solid. She'll be solid. Definitely. And again, if anybody can can figure that out, what was me, Rick Sluter with the 216, 800 girl, <laughs> he'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Number 18. Brownsburg. Brownsburg is the fourth ranked team in its own regional with just a 57.1% chance to make the state meet. They're currently on a five-year absence from the state meet. They have five back from the semi-state team last year. They were 10th in the Shelbyville semi-state, but this is another one of those teams that's a big, we talked about this on the boys podcast too, uh, last week when we're recording these like back-to-back nights. Uh, that they Brownsburg is a big beneficiary of the new the new boundaries. Uh, so 57.1% chance to make it, but before the realignment, they had a 35.2%. Yeah. You know what? So not I insignificant. To, right. And I think that 57% call is actually a little bit low. I kind of like Brownsburg and what they have, particularly through youth up front. I I think that I would bump that percentage north of 60. I think I think that they are actually pretty, pretty good. And obviously that realignment helps as the numbers bear out. But um, you know, with with both Tolliver and Newman as sophomores up there and, and a solid depth, and they had a, a good track season as well. I I think we could see, I mean, obviously they're projected and predicted by your committee of one to advance, but uh I feel good about Brownsburg. I, I like them. I'm not as high on Brownsburg. Okay. Uh, now they did have both of their middle schools had athletes at the middle school state meet, but here we go. You ready for their grades of between both Brownsburg middle schools? Yeah. Best runner, sixth grade, second best runner, seventh grade, third best runner, eighth grade, 
then seventh, seventh, sixth, seventh, sixth, and then eighth, but you're getting into like 1240 at that point. So they, yeah. the old Denny Green, I mean, they're going to be who we thought they were this year. They're not getting a big influx of talent. And I think some of these other schools in that regional are more likely to get it, schools like Burbuff. And then, of course, there's the ones already. But already is that enough to move the needle to where they don't advance to the state meet? Like, do they fall to sixth at the Brownsburg Regional because of whatever that is? Probably. If that were to happen, I think it's the, the teams that I think behind them that could leap up in front of them would be the, the tradition Burbuff. in coaching at West Lafayette. Burbuff, is, Burbuff would be one with the incoming freshmen. Yeah. West Lafayette, uh, Chittard, McConaughey. Actually, I'm really talking myself into this now. Yeah, I think they could. I think they could. Uh, we're, we're, I'll, I'll, we'll have more on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, let's do that on that. We're running okay. out of time on this one. Um, what was that? Brownsburg? Um, where is 17. From... This is a team I'm much higher on. Morgan Township, third-ranked team in the New Prairie Regional. 90.8% chance to make the state meet per INCC stats. They made their first state meet last year. Second place and the uh, middle school, small school state meet, all seven girls back. They had a girl that was in the top 25. She's got a sister who was the best eighth grader coming in. This is going to be a, they're going to have a really, really good top four. And then, yeah, they're going to fall off a little bit. Uh, but I, this is a team that I think could be making it Pretty, I mean, th this is the number one team that actually is maybe being hurt over the years with the realignment with Penn and Northridge coming into this semi-state, uh, plus one one less spot coming in. But I lock lock it in right now. Morgan Township's going back to Terre Haute again. I think we're watching, and last year we started this, watching the beginning of a small school powerhouse in northern Indiana. Because, you know, they've, they've got uh, all the pieces now, right? They made it for the first time ever last year. Uh, they've got youth. They've got an influx of, of middle schoolers moving up. Um, this is a really exciting team to pay attention to for, a, you know, for the next few years. Um, so I, I think we're seeing something special developing here in Morgan Township. I really like, I really like their chances to make it. And obviously, you know, Will Morgan definitely be a better team than Brownsburg? I I have no idea. This the, the stats would say no, knowing that Morgan's going to get that. It may be their number one runner is this freshman, whose sister was a number one runner last year. I mean, it could there could be two of them, yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe that's maybe that's too much, uh, but she'll certainly be in their top in their top five. But Brownsburg's got a harder path, yeah, and Brownsburg's got a lot more large schools and not that Brownsburg is a small school by any means uh, in, in their way. Number 16, Floyd central Floyd, the number two team in the modern day regional 95.2% chance to make the state meet Floyd is on a 10 year state meet streak. Uh, and they've been in the top 10, the last three years. Yeah, I think uh, obviously they're, they're going to make it back again this year, probably more like 12 through 15 at the state meet, maybe not inside the top 10, but, um, you know, they, they could perform really well on that day. Uh, I think Kate, they, I think they could get into the top 10. 
right inside now, the top. Obviously, we're not we're not picking them to the rank 16th, yeah. but there is a they're clearly well coached. Yeah, they've made the sure. state meet ten times in the last three years. They've been in the top ten. They have a a front runner that was 39th as a freshman, 20th as a sophomore, and 27th as a junior. And then she ran 509 and 1101 this past spring. Now behind her, they don't have any other kind of runners at that level. It's a pretty high bar, right? To be an all state level runner three years in a row, but they've, they've got enough depth and there's enough tradition there at the school that I, I think they could, I think they could be in the top 10 because you also just have to make room for attrition and which things that could happen, no matter how well coached the team is things that could happen to any team that at Terre Haute, at, at Terre Haute or throughout the season with injuries, illness, things like that. Sure. Okay. So I'm, I'm decently high on, on Floyd. I'm very high on this next team. Yeah, you number are. Number 15, Garen, Shelbyville, number five for us in our rankings. 36.7% chance to make the state meet. They made the state meet last year. That was the second uh, qualification in school history. Now, Garen is losing their best runner in school history. I believe she was sixth last year at the state meet in cross country. But we talked about this with Chesterton. Um, on the Patreon, the Chesterton girls, which is sometimes when you have that high season, right? Chesterton girls were third in the state meet and then you graduate really important people or a lot of people. Yeah. And it's just hard to rebound the next year. I don't think that's going to be a problem here. I think, I think Garen has, I don't think it, I know it. Garen is a program that Garen girls have, have turned a corner. And that was very obvious. You have to know what to look for which I do is very obvious in the spring. Yeah. Um, you know, freeze with a great spring yes. and we'll see what happens in another cross season for her. And last year was her first cross country season ever. So the development that takes place with this year round running, uh, will be huge. Uh, you say they, they could get some great freshmen coming in that could yeah. help as well. Well, and um, also, I mean, everybody knows I'm a Garen goon, right? Like uh, when I say they, things like they're out they here, could, uh, they could do this. This yeah, might yeah. happen. That's code for, I know what's I going can. on there. Yeah. yeah. Now to they're be fair, see, you I see them. Out there. I don't know what's going on. I see them on the street, on these streets, streets of Hamilton County. Right. I, I don't know what's going on at some of these other schools. So it's like, well, what about you don't, there could be, three freshmen at East Noble. There could be six freshmen at Brownsburg. It's like, well, actually I see the results for Brownsburg, but like, yeah, this 36.7% chance. Come on. Come on. Yeah. That seems low. I think they also really benefit from this realignment, right? So they're fifth in this Shelbyville uh, regional. They're, they're not a state meet team. If we go with the 2022 alignment, uh, so, you know, they got to be pretty excited about that. And yeah, that doubled, doubled the chances to make the state. Meet. Yeah. And, and, and again, we think that 36 is low, so they could be, they could be much better. So, or the odds should be much higher. So Actually, um, I say double, I was looking at the wrong thing. 36% compared to 11. 
So it more than tripled. Yeah, there you go. We like that. It works so, for me. Shout out Garen Goons out there. Because we're out here, Taylor. We're on these streets. Oh, what, what streets are those again? The streets of Hamilton County. All right. Number 14, East Noble, New Haven, number four, 97.2% chance to make the state meet. They are on a two-year state meet streak. Last year, they ran two freshmen and two sophomores in their top seven. Addison Lindsay from East Noble. She was going into her junior year, 17th last year at the state meet. They have a front runner, and they do have enough depth. They're making it. They're making it, right? They've got a home run star in Addison Lindsay, right? She is phenomenal. Then they've got a lot of other really good youth around them. Um, what did you call it the other day? The least treacherous path? Is that the, the least term that treacherous thinking? path? The least treacherous. Yeah, there we go. And um, as, as, as a means of an example here, they're yeah. the fourth ranked team in their regional and only the top five make it. Yet they're still being afforded a 97.2% chance to make the state meet least treacherous path uh and then you know they're gonna be a force for the next few years because of that so um they are good lock them in their track results were not all that impressive for you know like looking at what teams could be on the podium or make the top 10 but they're they bring enough back from cross country that even if none of them ran track i, I think they'll be i think they'll be good sure number 13 valparaiso 92.0% chance to make the state meet. They are the second ranked team in the New Prairie Regional. They are currently on a nine-year state meet streak, but get this, Taylor. They've only missed once in the last 30 years. Wow. So here's what we wrote down for Valpo. Okay. Tradition. Yes. Coaching. Absolutely. Senior leaders. So you look I like, at I like all three of those things. Yeah. You look and, at return. Hey, hey, you don't want me to go on the whole rant about boys versus girls and the, all that, right? We don't have I time almost, for that. I almost brought that up. We talked about Columbus North. Let's save that for the Patreon because we okay. can definitely rant about we'll just that. just say this. Wow. Seniors matter on the girls' side just like they do on the boys' side. Okay. Hope I haven't been unclear about that over the last two years of this podcast. Okay. I'll save the rant for yeah, people yeah. that let's do that so we can cover this right. last these last two teams as we start to wind down here. Yeah, but go. that's what I had. Tradition, coaching, senior leaders. That's Valpo. No. Who's on the 12 team, Colin? Westfield. Westfield, Shelbyville Regional number four. Westfield is the 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 most treacherous path is West is uh, Shelbyville. Westfield's in it. 38.8% chance to make the state meet. Westfield will have a new old coach this year. New being that he wasn't the coach last year. Old being that he has been the coach previously. Uh, that is Scott Lidskin. Uh, we're not getting into the specifics about different coaching and stuff. Whitney Bevins was the coach. Um, she's not the coach anymore. They brought back Scott Lidskin. Uh, West Westfield's good. I'm I'm much higher on Westfield than INCC stats, and I know things. Yeah, and I think that's that's it, right? That's where that comes in. Obviously, uh, Liz Smith uh, will be a great front runner for them. Uh, they've got a couple pieces of solid depth behind her. Uh, we we know kind of what Scott can do and bring to the table. And this was a really strong team the past couple of years. Last year, maybe not as much, but Again, that 
things were outside of their control. Uh, but I think we'll see them uh, at this in Terre Haute again this year. I think they're going to get impactful freshmen. Yes, that's Plural. the other thing. There you go. That's the other thing I wrote down to the middle schools coming up. Um, they had a very good showing at the Hamilton County Middle School meets. They were second in the Hamilton County Middle School cross country meet. They yeah. won the middle school state meet big school. And then they had very good performances among three different girls, all of whom could factor into the scoring this fall. But it's it's one thing to run a fast 1600 or even a 2400. It's another thing to do a good 5,000 meters on grass. But I bet Scott Litzkin can figure it out. I'll bet he can. Number 11, Penn. Penn is the number one team in the New Prairie Regional. They have a, it's crazy because Westfield and Penn, we project them to be pretty close. But yeah. uh, Westfield, 38.8%. Penn, 99.3% chance to make the state meet. They are switching to New Prairie from the New Haven Regional. So they're going from the least treacherous path to the fourth most treacherous path. Well, maybe third. Yeah. Uh, they have a three-year state meet streak, and they have 11 of the last 12 years in qualifying to Terre Haute. Yeah. So Penn was, a, in my mind, a bit of a surprise at the state meet last year, finishing sixth. They were just right off the podium. They'd had a good season, but they weren't projected to place that high and they performed really well yeah um, that they ran their year, best meet at the state finals which is exactly what you try to do i could see them getting back to maybe that sixth place maybe seventh i i don't i don't see them as a team in the top five and that's just because i think which is are, which is why we're covering them on this one and not our podium yeah, contenders right i think those five are just so far ahead of everyone else but I could see Penn getting to sixth and that would be, a, you know, Hey, we can go back to the state mean we lose one of our stars and we're still sixth again. Like that's, that's something to be really proud of. They've got two really good ones. Mary Eubank is going into her senior year. She ran 1044 at the state meet in the track season. And yeah. she was, I believe fifth. Yes. Fifth. That was a 16 second PR for her. Yeah. And you remember what the weather was like that day? It was very warm. Very, yes. very warm. For them, now us yeah. in the press box, it was fine. Oh, I put a jacket uh, and, and then Ella Stabnik was uh, also at the state meet in the 32. So they had two qualifiers to uh, Bloomington for the state meet in the 3200, which is going to have obviously the most crossover into cross country because it's the longest race. And she ran in 1107 last spring. So they're starting off with potentially two in the top 25. That's usually a good start to a potential podium team. I'm not quite sure they have the depth, but it is the eighth largest school in the state, or at least it was two years ago. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? That's it. We hit them all. All right. Well, we are going to move on to our uh, Patreon subscription podcast, and you too can listen to what we have to say, tie up our loose ends, talk coaching corner, things like that. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Indiana runner to subscribe. $5 a month gets you a lot of good access year round uh, to us and Josh Puccinelli. Uh, and you can be a Patreon subscriber like our friend, Andy Cowan. Shout out Andy. We appreciate your support, bro. You can be a Patreon subscriber like a guy I used to run against 
Matt Campbell just subscribed recently. Shout out, Matt Campbell. Thank you, Matt. All right, cool. We're switching over. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.